Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode has a new guest to the podcast. His name is Oliver Anicha. He is from Sydney, Australia. He's been on quite the journey in the recent weeks. And on this episode, he tells us all about it. This is a man who is clearly on a mission. And on this episode, he shares his mission statement. And I think you'll be able to notice there's a slightly different atmosphere to this episode than other episodes that I've recorded at Open Mic Nights. For starters, we were in a much quieter room than we normally are in. And I think you can tell from my tone of voice that things are a lot more mellow than they normally are. So this is me talking to Oliver and Nietzsche, and I'll catch up with you a bit more afterwards. Enjoy. We are upstairs at the Plough. We've just finished our Sunday open mic, and I'm here with a performer who made their debut with us this week and is making their debut on the podcast right now. Would you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? Hey there, I'm Oliver Nietzsche. Oliver, where do you hail from? I'm from Sydney, Australia. So what is the reason you're so far away from home? I am traveling to meet with potential collaborators and investors for, um, for my music and also for an adventure and also to decide where I want to launch the music. So I've been to LA for two weeks and then to San Francisco for a week, then to New York for two weeks. And then over here, now I'm here in, in London uh, with Roy and then for then I'm going up to Berlin for a few days um, for, no, sorry for a few weeks and then from Berlin to Karlsruhe to see some family and then uh, back to Sydney via Dubai and it's been quite an epic adventure so far and I'm really excited about this part of the process where I am building up to the launch of the music where it, it, the music's done the photo shoot's done everything's kind of ready but it's still hidden from the public eye yeah so so far as far as the public is concerned there is a bit of a presence online that i've seen but is it mainly the people that you're meeting face to face you're you're planting seeds yeah it's more it's more planting seeds like i'm not trying to grow a following i'm not trying to get my music heard i will get it out there right now i'm looking to really launch officially in march or april next year but in the meantime I still want to meet people and want to collaborate with people and figure out, you know, who is, who is aligned with the vision of Oliver and Nature, who are the people that get the art and the music and what that can do for people and for the world, because the vision does go so much more, does go so far beyond um, purely good music, although I love good music too, but it actually has such a, a it has a, has a it, its purpose runs deeper. This feels like a very thoughtful and well-plotted-out plan. So how far, about, how far back does all of this go? When was the idea of Oliver Nietzsche and this journey born? It's funny you say that because while it is very planned, like there is a lot of thought that has gone into it, it's simultaneously very unplanned because it's also a lot about a lot of this process has been living into the the vision of Oliver and Nietzsche and that means like a lot of letting go of the need to um, or the perceived need to be in control of everything and so it's been a lot of um, a lot of improvisation and risk-taking in this process as well but yeah Oliver and Nietzsche did come to me the concept of Oliver and Nietzsche came to me uh, back in 
October 20, October, no, no, November 2016, November 2016. So it's almost three years ago now that Oliver and Nietzsche came to me. I was in Melbourne and I recognized that I wanted to create music which facilitated and encouraged connection to your deepest, most authentic truth and most authentic self and to bring that to the mainstream because that was a type of way of conceptualizing life which I had been really unaware of until around that time uh, and I recognized that in popular culture being with your most authentic truth and connecting to your deeper self is something which isn't actually discussed much or isn't kind of brought much into the picture it music tends to often either fall into a, a camp of well main, like a lot of mainstream music tends to encourage one to disconnect from their problems on a friday or saturday night and okay. and then go back to their job on monday that they hate yeah you know or it tends to encourage the an overindulgence in one's problems in that it's like oh no my boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with me that type of thing and it makes that into the whole world and i know firsthand how in the moment while you're attached it does really feel like the whole world it really does but on the other side of that once you can see that it's really not and you can detach from that addiction really yeah then there is so much freedom and happiness and peace so three years in the making up to this stage mm. how much further ahead are you looking is it thought out all the way through to 2020 or is there what's the bigger focus what's planned mm. or where the improvisation can come in at this point certainly more the improvisation i know that i i am going to launch next year mm -hmm. and march or April, March slash April is when I'm looking to launch publicly. But how that happens and even where that happens is going to depend a lot on what happens on this trip and also what happens when I get home. Mm -hmm. And already on this adventure, I've met some incredible people, like some very, very special people and uh, that I know are going to be involved in one way or another in, in making this all happen. And between now and going back to Sydney I don't really I don't know what's going to happen like what I know is that I have packed my whole I packed my studio up and my whole um, home into storage back in Sydney uh, had a, I, I ended my lease before I I went on my trip so all my stuff's in storage and when I come home it's a fresh canvas wow I, was it a daunting commitment to pack everything up back home and set off on this journey or did you know this was what needed to be done I didn't realize I was going to actually pack up everything until a few weeks before I left because there were some dramas with a landlord. Like, you know, <laughs> so funny when we talk about all this, um, this uh, esoteric, but very, you know, very important and valid, but esoteric stuff. And then something so practical can still come <laughs> into play. And it does. And I think I actually, on a little side note, I think that's something really important to understand is that there is a synergy between the esoteric and the the practical and that the those two are often seen as being somehow at odds with one another but actually the practical can inform the spiritual and vice versa 
And I think that that the um, the relationship between those two and a and the synergy between those two is a is really where the magic happens. And again, that's something that I think isn't embraced enough yet in the mainstream. It tends to be the, let's keep things very spiritual and airy fairy and esoteric, mm-hmm. or you know, I, I am a very or, or let's take a very intellectual approach to it and 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 base everything upon. Uh, our, our rationalization and I think there is a um, yeah some real magic that happens when those two worlds fuse this is the deepest I think I've ever gotten on one of these conversations but uh, you, you're making a journey mm. it seems as though you have material music wise yes so it sounds like there, in your mind there is a gap between what you want where you want to be next year and where you are now do you know specifically what it is you're looking for like is there, are, is there a list of boxes to tick before you're ready or is it more instinctive what it is that you're searching for one thing that i've learned through this journey is that were i to have a specific thing that i really know i need to have this or i'm not going to be happy if i don't achieve this particular box if this particular box does not get ticked then i will feel like i failed or something like that 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 in itself is an attachment that is something that is um that in it that in itself is going to would force me to take a fear-driven approach to what i'm doing and as soon as i flip into a fear-driven approach then i'm behaving like what most of the world is behaving like right now then i'm behaving in a way that is going to contribute to the issues which most of the world is currently contributing to which is why we're at this crisis point because i see the way in which we engage with the external world as a direct reflection of how we engage with our internal world see we often think that action is most important that's something very valued particularly in western society yet every action is based upon a thought or a feeling or a volition beforehand and that's really where the trigger begins and so for myself with the music to bring that back to the music if i were to lead with the action instead of the volition and that like and in terms of what your, your question that would mean if i were to decide what i want based upon a certain box to tick rather than how it is that i want to engage with the world then i'm leading myself into a hole i'm leading my i'm digging my own grave there and i um, ironically, I know that that is exactly how I wouldn't achieve what I want to achieve. And so I am so open-minded about what might come. What I do know is that my commitment is to living into my most authentic truth so that I, and I am practicing what I'm preaching, so to speak. And that the music, and that I, I have my full commitment to the music being out there and being heard by people and being able to touch people's lives, which I believe it has the potential to do and that it, it, it will help people go, help you go on your, wherever you are on your own personal hero's journey to living into your most authentic truth so that your internal world can be the happiest it can be, which in turn is going to then reflect so beautifully on the external world, which and through that, we're going to be able to alleviate so many issues such as you know, climate change and sweatshop labor and unethical factory farming and all the other things you can think of. While it appears to be very action driven and external driven, it actually is the result of 
very large powers, but also very individual powers. And, um, and so I have my, I have a 100% commitment and responsibility towards the music, getting the exposure that it deserves and being able to shift the way in which we as a society, as a global society, engage with the world. In, but that can't be summed up in a box tick yeah. by March next year. You've given us a lot to think about and you've made it very clear next year is when there'll be a more established launch yes. of all that Oliver Nietzsche is. Hmm. In the meantime, do you want people to follow along on this journey with you? Or are you happier to remain a little off the beaten path until you're ready to really present it to the world? You know, if somebody has come across this podcast mm -hmm. and they feel inspired by what I've been speaking about, what we've been speaking about today, then I absolutely love to connect with them. So yes, of course they can find me. Yeah, that, that would be fine. It's not, it's not like I'm trying to like actively hide it or, you know, <laughs> that I'm like, no, it's top secret or something like that. It's, it's more that, um, when you launch within, and you'd understand this being, mm. having a music industry background mm. and, and I have been in the industry for a while doing, you know, different things that, um, you know, in, a, in another life, so to speak, that, um, that you want to launch with a bang and momentum is really, really important. And so if I were to try to make this a big public thing right now without having the proper preparation in place, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't get that kind of momentum that really gives something power, especially because I'm not using, utilizing a big budgets or major labels or things like that. I'm, I'm taking at this point in time, anyhow, a, a very independent approach. Although I'm very open-minded to how that might may change one way or another, so long as it does not compromise on the meaning and message and purpose of the art. So, if somebody does want to find me, love to connect with you because there, there's, I have no doubt that there's a reason that you're being guided to connect with me if you are. Yeah. So, Oliver and Nietzsche, O L I V E R A N I C C A. Oliver, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, I'll be keeping a keen eye on the rest of your journey. Until our paths cross again, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Roy. And that was that. Thank you very much, Oliver, for your time. I wasn't kidding when I said it was a bit mellow. Did you, did you feel it? Did you feel time somewhat slow down as you were listening? It just felt very intense, that whole conversation. And it was quite interesting how it came to be. So Oliver first performed at one of my open mics on Thursday, 25th of July, 2019. It was at the Nelsons in Hoxton the day after my birthday on what was, to date, the hottest day of the year in London. We had a good time at that open mic. I did a Radiohead cover. He also did a Radiohead cover. He was a really good performer. And I mentioned repeatedly during that night that I had the podcast, etc., etc. He expressed interest in being on it. And he said he'd come back to the open mic on Sunday, which is where this was recorded. Before we started talking, Oliver took a moment just to prepare himself for the conversation. And after, when he was ready, the room felt very quiet and very still. And we began our conversation. And just as I'd pressed record and we started talking, one of my friends, Anna, came into the room and somewhat yelled, Oh, there you are! And we all had to 
we laughed through it, but we had to tell her we're recording right now. So she apologized and was a bit quieter. But then in the background, the people who were working at the plow were talking noisily between themselves. This was after the open mic. The pub was pretty much empty except for us. And I think they were just in the process of closing down and they were just talking between themselves. But again, it was quite loud for our recording. So for the what I think is the first time I've ever done this, we stopped our conversation and said, Let, let's start again somewhere else where it's a bit quieter because this is a little too loud for this podcast. So we moved upstairs, which was a completely different atmosphere. Hence the start of this conversation. I sound like... I sound all, I think I sound like I'm sedated because I'm so like deep and calm in the way I'm talking just I'm upstairs at the plow but that's that was the atmosphere in that room and that was why the conversation could go the way that it did and I'm really grateful to Oliver for his time and for how much he was willing to give of himself in this conversation because as I said it went a little deeper than just the logistical type of conversation I tend to have at these open mic episodes there was a lot of philosophy that, that I think was espoused in this conversation. And I really appreciated it. So thank you very much, Oliver. Best of luck on all your travels. I hope you get back home safely. Sounds like you're going quite a few places before you get back home. And I look forward to catching up with you in the future and hearing how all of these travels went and what you have next in store for us. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think I might put up another episode today, another Monday catch-up. I've got my show tomorrow 30th of July at Road Trip and the Workshop and I'm really excited with how many people just might attend. I look forward to talking to you after the show to let you know how it all went but for me for now thank you all very much for listening. Thank you once again to Oliver. I'll catch you all on the next episode. Take care.